In today's good news story, while the words good and COVID-19 aren't meant to be used in the same sentence, today's episode is all about updates, five positive things happening around the world regarding the virus. A loud and positive good morning, good afternoon or good evening to you wherever you are in the world. This is the Good News Podcast, your source for positive news updates from all over the world. I am your host, Muse Marumo, a lover of silver linings, all things good and hopeful. And with every episode I share, I aspire to pass this energy on with hopes that you do the same for the next person. To keep the conversations going, I like to remind you every time to come say hello on my Twitter or Instagram at Muse Marumo and for podcast updates, as well as the little more positivity in the form of quotes and sometimes really interesting research topics on the benefits of actively seeking positivity, do head over to the podcast Instagram at positivepod underscore. I'd also love to hear from you and share any stories happening in your area or stories you think may interest our little community. And for that, the email address to write to is podcastthegood at gmail.com. If you're a returning listener, once again, thank you for tuning in. And if you're brand new to the community, I hope the content I share in this corner of the internet brightens your day just a little and lets you breathe that much easier. I hope you're ready because I'm excited. How on earth could any good be coming from the hell we're currently in, you ask? Oh, it's coming and you'll know about it in just a moment. I've never shared the backstory to the inspiration behind this podcast before on this platform, but I have shared a bit of the story on the podcast's Instagram uh, and a little bit on my Twitter. But um, this podcast was inspired by the influx of negative news stories that we got at the beginning of lockdown. Um, When we were first introduced to COVID-19, every single news platform was telling us about how scary it is and how bad it is and how we're all going to die and how many people are dying and at what rate people are dying. And for me, being um, a media studies student, I couldn't, I didn't have the option to switch off like a lot of people did. Um, a, a lot of people were encouraged, you know what, if you if you can't handle the news, just don't consume any Uh, media content for whatever period of time until you're okay again but for me uh, wanting to get into radio and doing a bit of journalism as well in college I didn't have the option to turn off uh, this type of content I had to be in the know I had to know how many people were being affected in my country and how other countries were going about uh, dealing with all of this so at some point my um, my radio lecturer said you know what guys if you want to be serious about getting into the radio industry, perhaps you should look into starting a podcast. And it was only months later that I decided, okay, I'm confident enough to do this, which is ironic because I've wanted to work in radio, but I was very um, shy off the bat to start a podcast because I couldn't, I couldn't imagine sitting behind a microphone and you know discussing things that interest me for whatever time period and believe that people would be interested in that, but. Anyway, lockdown came and I was sitting and watching the news. Um, I'm generally a positive person. So I was like, there has to be a way that people can, you know, still be in the know about what's happening in the world, but not have to deal with so much negativity all the time. So I started the podcast 
Um, and in light of being a source of good news and the fact that this podcast was pretty much birthed by the Rona herself, when I did my research for this particular, you know, uh, episode, uh, I knew I had to share it because it's only fair. And I know that we're still far from being out of the woods and a lot of countries are still fighting different levels of the same battle. But where there is hope, I think that it's only fair and only right to amplify the information. Everybody is still on edge about, you know, COVID-19. Some of us are still scared to leave the house. But I feel like of all the stories I've shared on this platform, this right here is the story, simply because it's 100% about the virus and things happening behind the scenes, which hopefully all of us can share in the WhatsApp group chats our parents are, <laughs> are in. Because if there's one thing that they've subscribed to wholeheartedly since the beginning of lockdown, it's conspiracy theories and those scary chain messages they keep sharing with false information. And with today's episode, I'm just hoping that we are finished with that. We are done. Um, so to get right into it, at number one uh, of the top five positive COVID-19 stories or updates rather that I came across, we have the fact that cases are slowly dropping all over the world. Emphasis on slowly. But as the saying goes, slow progress is still progress. So let's not, you know, look at it in a negative way and be like, ah, oh, but, you know, we're not doing as well as other countries uh we're getting there okay when i was finalizing my research for this episode on february 6th i looked into the world's pandemic stats to see for myself how we're all doing you know statistically and it's really starting to look good i must say obviously some countries are more you know they have more ground to cover compared to others but it seems everyone is finally starting to play their part and that's a relief i couldn't list all the countries world ometer kept their eyes on but i have linked the chart in the description of this episode for you to have a peek if you're interested but here is a quick summary for you so from february 6th or rather as of february 6th or on february 6th india was said to have about 94 new deaths uh, from the coronavirus as well as 150,476 active cases with 11,689 new cases on the day japan was looking at 115 new deaths 38,440 active cases with 2,619 new cases. My home country, South Africa, was looking at 297 new deaths, 88,996 active cases with 3,749 new cases. On January 27th, Atlantic.com wrote about the U.S.'s progress regarding the virus. I think I'm one of the few people in the world who actually care what countries like the U.S. are doing to play their part, um, you know, regarding the virus and how they're taking care of themselves uh, to ensure that the rest of the world is safe. So if you're an American listener or you're like me and you've been overthinking about, you know, America's impact on your own country, if the borders are to open and they still have issues... I have some good news for you as well. So The Atlantic said on January 27th that that day marked two weeks of COVID-19 hospital cases dropping in the US. So for two weeks, there were no peaks in severe cases uh, with the general cases dropping slightly too. The Atlantic also found that the count of current hospitalizations had gone from about 131,326 on September 21st, 2020 to 108,957 on January 27th this year. So to quote off a bit of the article that I got all this information from, 
They said that an average hospital stay as of November 2020 for patients with COVID-19 in the US was about 4.6 days and that went down from 10.5 days in March 2020. So if hospital numbers are down, that means that people are leaving the hospital without new patients replacing them. And they continue to say that the typical course for symptom onset to death is roughly two weeks. Accounting for the lag in deaths reporting, this substantial decline should start showing up in the daily deaths figure, which has plateaued in recent days and is a mixed picture nationwide. So circling back to the stats shared by Worldometer that I found on February 6th this year, America was at the time looking at about 3,285 new deaths and 9,786,732 uh, active cases with 119,312 new cases. Slow progress is still progress nonetheless. And if we could just put a lid on the anti-maskers and the anti-vaxxers, I think the numbers would look a lot better. Uh, but we're content with what we're looking at right now because it does look like a lot of the world is moving in the right direction. So it really should be a matter of time before we see more Im improvement and manage to bring others along with us in this direction. It's no secret that there are a number of companies pouring funds and resources into developing vaccines for everyone. At number two of my COVID-19 positive updates, companies such as Johnson & Johnson, as well as the Oxford AstraZeneca, have decided to sell their COVID-19 vaccines at production price until the pandemic is over. According to the Financial Times, the price for the Oxford AstraZeneca vaccine is estimated to be between 3 and $4 per dose and the Johnson & Johnson vaccine to be about $10 per dose. The Johnson & Johnson vaccine is yet to be authorized despite its distribution, but it's said to be effective in a single dose. At number three, we have some countries spreading a bit of Ubuntu, giving and purchasing vaccines for countries that may not be able to afford to do so themselves. Starting with India, they plan to offer 20 million doses of the coronavirus vaccine to neighboring countries around the world. I know that South Africa is a recent benefactor of, you know, India's generosity. But although Indian officials declined the opportunity to comment on which countries India is set on lending a hand to in the future, there are rumors that countries such as Mauritius, Afghanistan, and some in Latin America are just a few on India's list. New Zealand is also being proactive in lending a hand. They announced that their targets will be their neighboring Pacific countries. These include the Cook Islands as well as Samoa, just to name a few. In a statement, New Zealand's Foreign Minister Hon Nanea Mahuta, or Mahata, apologies for the um, mispronunciation of his name, he mentioned that uh, 53 million US dollars had been set aside to support the vaccine rollout of Pacific countries as well as the rollout of the rest of the world thereafter. Uh, the Good News Network wrote in their report of New Zealand's efforts that the country plans to make a further 7 million US dollar contribution to the COVAX facility advanced market commitment. And in case you didn't know, much like myself, uh, until I did my research, the COVAX Facility Advanced Market Commitment is essentially in charge of making sure everyone in the world has fair access to the vaccine. Uh, now, if you're like me and you've been worrying about all of these COVID-19 variants popping up and wondering whether or not these current vaccines will be able to combat those too, 
I have some information for you at number four. There's a biotech company in Massachusetts, USA called Moderna, and they've been doing research on the effect, the effect of their vaccine against two new rapidly growing strains of the virus. I've linked in the description uh, of this episode an article by Nature.com, which goes into detail about all sorts of research that has been done up to this point in time. But to sum it up, the Moderna vaccine story uh, is basically made up of researcher Darren Edwards rather and his colleagues who collected blood from a group of eight people and 24 macaques and you know these this group of subjects should I call them had received two doses of the Moderna vaccine what was found was that the vaccine primed the immune system to produce neutralizing antibodies that can prevent cells from being infected and after exposing the blood to you know, particles that mimic a series of COVID-19 variants, which include the type first detected in the UK and the variant which was first detected in South Africa, they found that the vaccine was better effective against the variant found in the UK. I don't know what it is exactly about the South African variant that is, you know, not allowing these vaccines to be as effective, you know, here in South Africa in comparison to the rest of the world, but I'm very hopeful that facilities such as Moderna are continuing to play their part in trying to find out exactly what needs to be done to combat this variant that was first detected in South Africa. Last but not least, to end this list with something less heavy and scientific, at number five, it's been discovered that more people have picked up reading to get them through these lengthy lockdowns. I've seen this on YouTube, uh, and if this was, you know, a rounded world take on these statistics, I think that I also would have contributed heavily uh, to these numbers. But looking at the UK to start with, they've been reported to have consumed about 200 million print books in 2020 alone. Book sales monitor Nielsen Bookscan estimated that the volume of print books sold in the UK grew by 5.2% compared with 2019 sales. And all the books sold last year in the UK are estimated to be worth about 1.76 billion British pounds. National Geographic reported uh, on America that the borrowing of books there became quite popular during lockdown, with the rate of e-books being shared on a weekly basis going up by 50% after March 2020. Meanwhile, Canadians used lockdown to consume tons of romance novels, baking books and themed thrillers. Uh, In a survey conducted last year, CEO of BookNet Canada, Noah Jenner, said that 58% of the participants said that they'd been reading more because of the virus. He also noted that the rate of readership in the country went up by 5% in the first three quarters of 2020, taking the average readership rate from between 68 and 69% to 73% since the start of the COVID-19 outbreak. While physical bookstores have taken a financial hit because of lockdown, Canada's online bookstores benefited greatly from the pandemic. Not only have Canadians been ordering more books online, they've also, much like the USA, been consuming more ebooks. There's so much more to look into and all my sources are, as usual, linked in the description for your own reading. Um, yeah, there were more than five, you know, positive things to look out for regarding the virus but this is just my summary of the good that's happening right now just to take everybody's edge off the current state of things and to you know help you realize that 
there's progress being made and you know everything takes time and we just need to be patient and play our part and you know staying safe as it's been recommended by authorities who are in the know of what they're talking about but once again i'd like to ask for your good news stories at the podcast at podcast the good rather at gmail.com so i can share them with the community if there's anything happening in your area um or i may have missed out on an international story that you feel like would be of interest to everybody who listens drop an email to podcast the good at gmail.com so that i can share it with everybody like you who likes to hear some good news every once in a while i'd like to remind you to please please follow positive pod underscore on instagram and to follow me or simply say hi on my personal social media accounts on instagram and twitter at muse marumo i definitely love to keep the conversation going and to hear whether or not this episode eased your anxiety even just a little bit because it certainly did the trick for me i'm just hoping that researchers like this is what i'm crossing my fingers for that researchers can find a way to combat the variant discovered in south africa quickly because you know as much as what we have now is doing just enough i'd love for it to go the whole way with keeping us safe and doing you know and in doing all of this research and seeing how committed the science field is in the world over i'm growing more hopeful by the day but I'm not going to lie and tell you <laughs> that I am confident leaving the house, especially knowing that I am South African and this variant is pretty stubborn. I'd rather not. And I'd rather just, you know, keep crossing fingers that the people who are continuing to work around the clock, you know, with these vaccines and developing them can do something about this particular variant. Uh, thoughts and prayers for everyone affected by the virus in any way as well. Please continue to stay safe, to wear your mask, to sanitize, to wash your hands as often as possible and to keep your distance and keep having faith. I feel like that's one of the major things that's going to carry us through. If you don't have faith, you don't have anything. And if there's one thing I've taken from doing all of this research, it's definitely that people are looking for solutions. It's just a matter of time and lots and lots of patience on our part. So until next time. Have yourself a good week. Have yourself a good few weeks until the next episode. And remember to take deep breaths and unclench. It's going to be okay. And it's absolutely not always a bad day. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time, lots of love and lots of light to you.